Well, hello, everyone. This is Jeff Davis, director of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities. It's nice to be with you. We have Dr. Laura Sorg with us today, and Dr. Sorg has joined us as our department medical director. And I think when you get a chance to listen to Dr. Sorg, you will have as much affection and enthusiasm as I do. And we're very happy to have her with us. So welcome, Dr. Sorg. Oh, thank you. And thank you for your kind words. Well, Dr. Sword, perhaps you can give us a little sense of your background. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Well, um, as Dr. Davis said, my name is Laura Sorg. Um, I am a physician here in Ohio. I have been a physician now for 13 years and made the um, switch to private practice shortly after my youngest son, Jake, was born. And I'm privileged to still be a family physician at Marysville Primary Care, where I care for patients ranging um, from newborns. My youngest patient is five days old now, and my oldest patient is 98. So full spectrum throughout life. Um, as a physician, I've had the opportunity to care for those with uh, all different abilities. And as a mom, uh, I personally never um, anticipated my youngest son, Jake, would be diagnosed with autism. He was diagnosed at the age of two. Uh, and we have been, um, you know, both, you know, like, again, I've been a parent, actually, of someone with DD, um, and he was able to work with our Union County Board of Developmental Disabilities in early intervention. He was able to participate in the play project that was piloted by the state and uh, attend special needs preschool in our community. Um, I was so impressed with our county board as both a mama and a physician that when they later asked me to serve as chair of the local Union County Board of DBU Levy, I um, was so enthused and decided to say yes right away. I first was introduced to the Department of Developmental Disabilities for the state, obviously as a physician and then a mom, and later by um, someone who is well known to a number of people in the DODD world, uh, Dr. Mary Applegate. Um, Dr. Applegate, as many people know, is the medical director for Ohio Medicaid, um, but she was actually the founder of my medical practice, Marysville Primary Care. So I'm privileged that she recruited me eight and a half years ago to practice um, at the you know, family practice she founded. And I'm also equally privileged that she was able to introduce me to you, Director Davis, and um, the department on state level. Well, that's exactly where I was going. So we're very fond of Dr. Applegate, and she's been so very helpful, particularly during our experience with, with COVID. So we are glad to have you. So we're going to pull you in so many different directions, as you well know, to take advantage of all that you bring to the table. So some of that is around our state developmental centers and the individuals that we support there. And you've sort of had your introduction there already. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are really privileged um, in the state of Ohio to have a very well-run set of developmental centers and what amazing leadership, um, you know, in each region of the state. They have responded um, so well during some very uncertain times. And my role at DODD of medical director is, you know, again, to serve as a guide for them, as well as the others with DD and their families that throughout the state. Um, the developmental centers provide um, with COVID, uh, you know, there's a unique set of challenges, obviously, for anyone who lives in a, um, you know, congregate setting. And, um, you know, it's been one of, uh, what a unique set of just challenges the pandemic has all of us facing during these times. Let's talk about COVID for a bit. Do you want to? Yes. I mean, 
you know, with, with both your experience, you know, in your family practice and then with the department, any thoughts you want to share? And then let's talk, let's sort of reinforce some of the basics that are necessary out there, if you would. Oh, absolutely. So um, I'll talk a little bit just about the virus itself. I'm sure that, you know, so many people are familiar with it after um, hearing all about the virus really since March and even before. COVID-19 is particularly important for those in the DD world. Um, so COVID is the official name for the disease caused by a new type of coronavirus. Now, coronaviruses have traditionally been an extremely common cause of the common cold and have been around, um, you know, for years upon years. But this particular coronavirus has been, um, you know, it has changed. It has morphed, which viruses often do. And um, one particularly concerning thing about COVID-19 is that it appears that the risk of death during the pandemic um, is worse than maybe other prior, obviously, coronaviruses or even that of the common flu. So a lot of people have heard about 1%, you know, like, gosh, there's this risk maybe of death in the population at large of um, 1% for COVID-19. If you, or maybe, um, you know, they've heard about that with the seasonal flu, where it's 0.1%. But the reason why this is so concerning for those that we serve with developmental disabilities is that especially when people live in a, um, you know, setting with others, and if they have a developmental disability, their risk for mortality or death may be um, as high as four and a half percent, excuse me, four and a half percent, even to a staggering 13 and a half percent. So, you know, again, I... I am very concerned about everyone, right? But in particular, when we say the risk is 13 times higher for someone that we serve in the DD world to potentially pass away due to this pandemic, that's just remarkable. And obviously, um, you know, something that we need to be very vigilant about. So what are some of the ways uh, in your mind that we can be most vigilant? Yes, absolutely. So some of the things that people may have continued to hear about um, just from watching the news or reading um, on social media, or even maybe if they're, um, you know, from a DSP or others at the county level, um, you know, obviously we need to do things such as social distancing. I know people are very frustrated and, and probably tired of hearing about that, but it's still equally or even more so important as we go into the cold and flu season. Um, so it's important if we can't have a mask on to, you know, or even if we do have a mask on to remain six feet apart, if there is a chance. And it's important for both parties to wear masks or facial covering so that we're able to not spread germs. And also um, it's key to do things that are simple things that probably people are doing every day, like, wash our hands or make sure that we are cleaning common areas such as kitchens or dining tables and bathrooms. You have, uh, just with your crystal ball, we're, you know, we're starting to have more conversations about the fall season and the coming flu season. So we'll run, you know, we'll run COVID and we'll run potential flu. Can you give people a sense or a picture of what that actually means on the ground and how people might react to the possibility of both? So obviously most people are familiar with what we call flu or seasonal influenza, which can oftentimes cause something like a high fever and cough and body aches. Um, one of the concerning things is that those three symptoms in particular 
sound a lot like some of the symptoms that we see with COVID-19. So it's important for people to do a few things. One is that if they aren't feeling well, to reach out to their medical provider or medical team um, and give them a call. And then the other thing that's just a very important piece of this is to make sure that they're up to date on their vaccinations and their general health care. Um, if we have an opportunity to be vaccinated, you know, in the next few months for influenza, that might help roll out one of the causes when people have other symptoms this fall. Um, and so that's one of the big pushes. The other thing that we know from my, um, you know, again, um, wonderful compadre, Dr. Julie Gentili, is we know that maybe folks with CV don't seek certain types of health care. So they may not think about the fact they need other things such as um, pneumonia vaccines. And so those are things that are incredibly important for us to try to do that are easy things to mitigate or um, you know, help us try to stay away from other types of viruses or bacteria that might mimic COVID-19 so that we can feel more reassured for the upcoming fall and winter season. I appreciate that very much. And so let's let's jump. You know, you you've joined us at at a time when you know there is there is uh, rightfully a, a significant amount of focus on on minority health and the disparities that exist. And I know this is you know a passion of yours too. So you know thoughts on that. And you know we've touched on it briefly, but hey, let's let's talk about how we might get into that and make a difference. Absolutely. So as the director said, um, I am, you know, very passionate about health and um, obviously you can tell that with talking about the COVID pandemic, but I'm equally um, impassioned regarding some other um, projects that are coming up. And I think with um, other things that are in the news today, one of the big focuses, as the director said, is on health equity and care of minority groups. What we realize is that, um, you know, our, our folks that we serve that have developmental disabilities already may be at risk of not, um, not receiving the care that they deeply deserve because of, a, you know, maybe that certain functional limitations such as language, behavior, or learning that might put them at a greater risk group um, because of their developmental disability. Um, I am also concerned about, you know, the equity and care of minority groups, because we also too know that when there have been studies that a number of minority groups don't receive health equity. And by that, they don't receive the same care um, based on maybe um, the color of their skin or based on where they live, their geographical area. And Obviously, one of the missions, really the mission of Department of Developmental Disabilities is to improve the quality of life for Ohioans with DD and their families. And this includes all Ohioans. I appreciate your passion around that. And we're going to have a, uh, I think we're not going to, we're going to have a nice partner in Dr. Julie Gentili in working with us. Uh, so we'll cover, you know, the medical and physical health and, and the behavioral health, and we will merge those in our efforts to, you know, work with the minority population and our population at large. So for those of you that don't know, 
Dr. Julie Gentili is a psychiatrist out of Wright State, and she is working with us at the department, and we do intend to uh, put these forces together, these forces of nature, Dr. Sorg and Dr. Gentili, and really attack a number of issues that we need to. So let's talk about your own style. I mean, it is very personal and very friendly and very nice, which matters to us very nice, right? And and so some of the things that you have in mind, I believe, are not just sort of columns, right? Written columns where you are, you know, on behalf of our department and our system, sharing information or your thoughts, but perhaps even, you know, sort of uh, calls with people. Or uh, in today's world, using technology, you know, you're on, you know, on these teams and sort of questions and answers. Do I do I have that right? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. So a couple of the things I'm um, incredibly excited about. One is working with our communications team, starting a medical moment um, informational video series where we'll be able to share some very short, you know, kind of bite sized bits, if you will, of uh, medical information that, uh, again, could impact those that we serve with developmental disabilities, as well as maybe their support providers. So that that is actually one of the things I'm super excited and, and will be, um, it'll actually get off the floor here in the next few weeks. So very excited. I'm also deeply excited to be working with some of our stakeholders in the DD community and doing some question and answer series um, for, again, our folks with DD and their families, as well as some of our staff members at the central office. So again, very exciting. Um, I, I, I think, Director, you described my style quite well. Uh, I'm oftentimes described as an open book, and I really want people to know that they're physicians, their medical providers out there care deeply about them. And I truly care deeply for those with DD and their families here in the state. It is so evident. And so we are so fortunate to have you. And I think the system will come to embrace your style easily. Uh, and so how open and, and part of our family that you are. So we're excited about that. Very excited about that. So tell me a little bit, uh, you know, on We've talked about a number of things, but what what do, would you like to do as well? I mean, what is what is your passion, you know, outside perhaps of the issues that we've already touched on, or issues that you really want to tackle while you're here, given the opportunity? Oh, thank you, and it really truly is an opportunity. Um, I think some of the other things that I'm very excited to tackle are, you know some things that people may have or may not have heard of, um, such as trauma-informed care. Um, I, you know, so again, I think that... Thank um, you. Thank yes. You. <laughs> I was going to say, I know the director is very excited about that. Um, so for those that may not be familiar with trauma-informed care, um, a number of um, our, our patients out there with developmental disabilities and those that care for them um, may have experienced deep trauma. Um, there's also um, some, again, going back to the um, ethnic and racial disparity piece, we also know that in several studies um, that minority groups may actually be more at risk for trauma than um, some non-minority groups. So again, um, we need to address that trauma and make sure that we are able to help people set out on a emotionally healthy 
right foot. Um, and we need to get that to the county level. And that is something that, again, Dr. Gentile and I are going to be working on. I'm so excited about that. Um, again, I'm an open book. And so I never mince words that the, um, the importance of things like behavioral therapy, I've been to therapy myself and I tell everybody that because it's so important for people to also take care of their mental health, especially during this time of COVID. So we want to make sure to touch on that. And then other things, um, you know, again, people with intellectual disabilities as a whole, um, we know may also be at more risk to certain diseases such as metabolic diseases like diabetes, nutritional um, disparities even cardiac disorders at an early age. And I think we need to really um, work with some of our partners throughout the state to look at that data and make sure that we are able to serve people as a whole. Um, in Ohio, one thing I've discovered um, just in the short few months I've been here, but um, Ohio has really um, been a leader nationwide. So many states have mentioned Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities and some of their, um, you know, writings out there on the internet um, regarding the pandemic and the response. And so Ohio has been recognized as a leader in the world of DODD um, in, by other states prior to the pandemic, during the pandemic. And again, I'm excited to lead um, the medical team and feel really a duty to continue down this path of ex excellence um, and, and keep those we serve safe and healthy during this time. Well, Dr. Laura Sorg, I think it's evident uh, all that you are bringing to us. And I can't tell you how appreciative I am that you have joined us and our systems family. Uh, again, I, I think your style and your passion, your integrity are going to make a fundamental difference. So we are so happy to have you and to everyone out there listening. Thank you again for joining us and we will talk with you, speak with you very soon.